Section 12 of The Smuggler of King's Cove. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. The Smuggler of King's Cove by Sylvanus Cobb, Jr. Section 12 An Exploring Expedition. Maitland, said the Earl, with a look upon the youth full of confidence and esteem the time has come when i must speak frankly with you and i shall trust that you will be equally frank with me lord allerdale percy returned with a depth of feeling that imparted a perceptible tremor to his voice and to his frame say to me what you will ask me what you will and i will reply to you as i can i will answer everything within my power to answer and if i offer a suggestion or a remark of any kind it shall be frankly and truthfully done i believe you my boy i will not hesitate to say i have perfect confidence in you he paused a few seconds and then went on you have no doubt i suppose that the cavern which you so wonderfully discovered is at the present time used by the crew of the smuggler brig the staghound i am confident that such is the case my lord percy i am now going to ask you a question which you will answer as you think proper what is your candid opinion of the present character of the crew of that vessel i would divide the crew into two classes my lord answered the youth promptly and with a bold frank look into the old man's earnest eyes there are men of that crew who are good and true men who are outlawed i know but who have much excuse for the course of life into which they have been led another part of the crew including the chief i believe to be about as bad as wicked as it is possible for men to be do you think my boy the earl pursued greatly excited that they the bad men are have been guilty of piracy on board that brig my lord had you asked me that question two days ago i could not have answered it as i can answer it now to accommodate old friends to save from possible disaster those who had been kind to me and loving in my boyhood in the absence of the chief i went out and piloted the brig in while on board i saw that which surprised me and i questioned one whom i knew i could trust i will not speak his name i will only say of him further he and a score and more with him have resolved that the piratical brig shall know them no more by no consent of theirs but against their earnest protest the iniquitous work has been carried on yes my lord those bad men with the chief at their head have been guilty of piracy the brig is even now fresh from a piratical venture a portion of her cargo may have been honestly purchased to be dishonestly disposed of in england but i verily believe the bulk of the property she has on board was robbed from other vessels and the brig is at this moment in the cove yes have you any idea of what they are doing with the cargo i do not think any of it has yet been moved they are waiting for the return of their chief who is at present away percy who is this chief have you seen him my lord he was pointed out to me once at the village i can only remember that he reminded me of a big brown bear though more of the colour of a lion 
lord allerdale i can tell you nothing of the man that would inform you he is an enigma to me i only hope we may have the opportunity for a closer acquaintance ere long i know him to be a villain if there is any good in his composition it is unknown to me the earl regarded his youthful companion for a time in silence seeming the while to be debating with himself at length with the passing of a cloud from his brow he said maitland we must engage in this matter with a thorough understanding of each other and should you lend me your aid i should naturally depend upon you to take the lead you know the ground i do not you also know the persons while scarcely one of them is known to me in fact i may say not one for were tryon to appear in a garb different from that in which i saw him i should not recognize him from an utter stranger well my lord said the youth having waited a time for the other to proceed i think you had more in your mind than you wished to say allerdale started and changed color yes he replied i will tell you as i have just remarked if you engage in this work i shall have to depend upon you and even though i should have the assistance of the king's officers i should still expect you to lead and now my young friend i don't want you to place yourself in an unpleasant position for me if you would prefer not to openly raise your hand against these men i will certainly excuse you our hero saw the drift of the old man's thoughts and he was grateful though there was a touch of disappointment that he had not been weighed more correctly still judging by the past by his parentage and the associates of his childhood he could not deem it strange that his lordship should have held a lingering thought that he might feel a grain of sympathy even now for the crew of the vessel which his father had so long commanded and many of whom had been his warm and loving friends but he the earl did not quite understand percy answered frankly and kindly and with truth in every word lord allerdale i thank you for your kind consideration i have to inform you however that you do not quite understand me with regard to the sin of smuggling i will not speak unless indeed i may be permitted to say that nothing in the world not even starvation would induce me to place myself in the position of an outlaw but there are a certain number of the old crew of the brig men who sailed with my father who as i have before remarked would not i am confident commit what they believe to be a crime in fact they cannot in the very nature of the case of the facts surrounding them look upon themselves as great criminals they know that the great majority of the poor people are with them and at heart uphold them while they really harm no private individual living farther than the competition in trade may go they have the feeling that thousands of honest people bless them but my lord what shall i say of the man who goes upon the high seas a pirate there is something in the word in the very thought that strikes a horror to my soul something that sets every fibre of feeling within me to crying out in vengeance against them wait one week i do not think captain tryon will return before that time and we must make no move until he is on the ground should we do so he would be sure to take the alarm and escape us and he can do it be sure i never knew a man never heard of a man 
who had such a capacity for secreting himself let him leave his vessel with a few hours the start and no mortal can find him anywhere there are men on board the brig who declare that he vanishes into pure air however when he is once more on the spot when i know that he has joined the brig there is no doubt that we can capture him you think he will be back in a week not far from that i should say it will not be before that time but if he should return sooner i should know it and will at once communicate with you percy i haven't told you all word of this matter of these pirates in my neighborhood has come to the ears of the admiralty and they have sent to me not only for information but they wish to know what i can do to help them they remind me that i am senior justice in this county and intimate pretty strongly that i am expected to lead in the work of capturing the culprits they have sent one sloop of war to look after the pirate and will send more if necessary also just as soon as i will inform them what i want and when i want it they will send a land force to operate with me now my boy what shall i do what answer shall i return to the admiralty and what to the commissioners what do the commissioners say they expect me to call on my chief constable and his forces and if more help is wanted they will send it how many men can your constable raise and what sort of men are they oh he can raise all we can possibly want and plenty of them are good and reliable very well and now my lord i will answer your question write to the admiralty that they need not send any more vessels of war after the pirate he will in all probability never put to sea again write to the commissioner of police that you will not need their help with regard to the constable of headlandshire let him be prepared but be sure that he makes no open movement until further orders if you will trust to my guidance i think you will not be disappointed you will keep me informed you will my lord said the young man as the earl hesitated you need be under no anxiety i will keep my eyes open and you shall know just what is to be done and when the old nobleman was greatly relieved more so perhaps than he would have acknowledged and his thanks were warmly given a few more questions on the subject of the pirate chief for such they did not hesitate to call him were asked and answered after which cordelia who had been an interested listener particularly interested because she saw her noble guardian deferring most respectfully to her dear lover claimed to be heard she was eager to know when they would visit the old chapel if you refer it to me for decision said percy as he found his host's gaze fixed inquiringly upon him i say the sooner the better i wish there could have been time this afternoon but to-morrow will answer the goods that are now being removed from the brig are going back into the country they are proper contraband articles and were purchased in france and spain and at the azores without the help i believe of captain tryon the last of those goods will probably be out to-morrow or on the day following and after that they will be moving things into the cavern so you understand why we need to be expeditious suppose then we call it to-morrow morning suggested the earl and so it was arranged percy promised that he would be on hand at an early hour and he suggested that not a word should be spoken on the subject to others 
only to mary said our heroine earnestly i will be responsible for her circumspection certainly returned percy you shall not go without your trusty attendant but you will caution her in advance the girl promised that she would exercise all possible caution and shortly thereafter the young man took his leave the morning of the following day dawned clear and bright and by the time the sun was two hours high the party was ready for the excursion to the old chapel by previous arrangement percy had brought his old fowling-piece with him and the earl likewise took one thus giving to the inquiring servants the impression that they were going out simply for shooting cordelia often accompanied her old guardian on his woodland rambles gun or no gun and more than once percy maitland had been called to go with them so the arrangement of the party caused no surprise on referring to his watch when they had reached their destination the guide found it to be only a few minutes past eight o'clock they were in good season and he felt very confident that they had nothing to fear from other parties in the cavern cordelia was in a flutter of excitement as they approached the altar percy first pointed out to them the peculiarities of the huge stone he found his wooden probe which he had fashioned on the previous day and with the aid of that he very soon explained the various points the discovery of which had led him to the grand discovery of all this done he went to the right-hand end of the block and laid his two strong hands fairly on its upper edge now my lady he said with a happy smile if you will keep your eyes open you will behold a wonderful thing a weaker man than he could have set the rock in motion he put forth his strength gradually for the purpose of testing the matter and he had exerted not more than a moiety of it when he felt the ponderous mass give and heard the sharp click of the spring beneath a moment later the end of the stone where they stood began to move to swing outward away from the wall and in a few seconds the aperture underneath was exposed to view never mind the loud astonishment of the lady nor the more quiet surprise of the maid the earl himself was filled with wonderment and did not hesitate to acknowledge it the whole thing was a wonder not only the finding of the subterranean chamber and the marvellous mechanism by which the altar was controlled but the very existence of the place evidently he said when percy had asked him his opinion of the origin of the crypt and its secret mode of entrance it was constructed by the monks a great many years ago we have a record of a fraternity of franciscans here with a monastery somewhere near the site now occupied by the castle probably on that self-same spot as many of the foundation stones of the present structure show unmistakable signs of having been used before for instance there is a stone near the southeastern corner of the old keep close down by the sward which we know must once have served as the keystone of a strong massive arch and there are others near it which came from the same arch however that has nothing to do with this chapel my opinion is this at the time when those old monks lived here there were frequent incursions on the coast from piratical hordes and those pirates were in the habit of making churches and monkish establishments their especial game we may suppose that the friars first found this cave 
also its connection with other caves at a distance towards the sea how natural that it should occur to them what a capital means of escape all this would be if they only had a way of entering the cave secretly unseen by their enemies the pirates and then you see as a natural sequence came the chapel with its wonderfully constructed altar of course it's only supposition but it will answer till we can find a better solution which i think said the young man frankly and honestly would be difficult to find in fact your solution appears not only plausible and entirely reasonable but come to think the matter all over i can find no room for any other we may suppose of course that the machinery beneath for working the ponderous trap has been renewed but anybody with mechanical skill might have done that after that they prepared to go down the earl and the guide had each a brace of good pistols and each a sword also they had brought with them two good lanterns which could be utterly darkened should occasion require percy produced flint and steel by means of which he set on fire a piece of punk wood then lighted a brimstone match and very shortly the lanterns were alight the muskets and the basket of provisions they ventured to leave behind on top of the altar and presently percy put his foot upon the ladder and went down cordelia followed next then came the earl with mary seymour bringing up the rear we can imagine the wonder of the girls and their various exclamations but their interest was not greater than was that of the earl and even the guide himself found more to interest him than he had found before he had light now to help him and the whole scene was open to his view he could now see that the cavern was entirely the work of nature if the hand of man had done anything it had been only the breaking off of a few jagged points and projections from the walls with an occasional levelling of the floor they went on a considerable distance beyond where the guide had gone on the previous day he had stopped where the cave had narrowed down to a simple passage not more than four or five feet wide and here they felt the fresh air from the sea quite a strong draught of it this passage extended perhaps a distance of a hundred yards at which point it widened into another chamber very nearly as large as the first and here were found more articles of merchandise a considerable bulk of it a portion of which was comparatively new this second chamber was in its widest part eight to nine yards across by full thirty long its roof near the centre being very high full fifty feet as nearly as they could estimate at the far end it narrowed again to a passage not more than four feet wide the sides rough and broken with many places where it could be seen that serious impediments had been removed by the setting maul and chisel and here it was found that the way began to descend very perceptibly about where are we now the earl asked as they reached the passage we must be very nearly beneath the point where the abrupt portion of the crag the proper witch's head terminates and the more gradual slope begins we have come a considerable distance will you go further let us see where this narrow pass will lead us they went on cordelia resting her hand in her lover's warm grasp when she could the way descending quite abruptly 
for the distance of a hundred yards or more when they came to a point where the way widened again and the floor became level but it was not a proper chamber it continued thus widening gradually for the distance of ten yards or thereabouts when it came to a sudden termination against a seemingly solid wall above at the height of thirty or forty feet there was a broad opening through which the sea breeze came freely but it was entirely beyond reach from where they stood and of course could never be used as a pass by the smugglers at length however percy discovered a small aperture through which he was able to look upon what lay beyond and the moment he saw he knew where they were directly before them only shut away by a partition wall was a cave which he had visited hundreds of times it was not far from halfway down the foot slope of the crag of course there was somewhere and they could possibly find it if they tried a means of passage through this wall but would it pay to attempt to discover it at the present time will it pay to run the risk of detection was our hero's chief thought and the earl thought decidedly not so after a brief conference they turned about and began to retrace their steps well satisfied with the result of their exploration happy was our hero on the way back as he walked with his darling's hand clasped in his own and happy was cordelia trusting with all her heart in the strength and goodness of her dear lover ah little dreamed they of the darkness coming not a thought not the faintest suspicion came to them of the vengeful enemy that lurked in their path End of section 12